Welcome to the Church Music Makers Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Harmon. The podcast and churchmusicmakers.com is sponsored by easychoirmusic.com. That's all one big word, easychoirmusic.com. And it is easy when you go to easychoirmusic.com to find resources that fit your needs. Whether you have a smaller choir, there's a unison two-part, there's three-part mixed, there's two-part mixed, there's SAB, there's SATB. There's just so many resources for you. But don't let that name easy fool you. While the music is accessible um, and it's it's wonderfully crafted, it has some different things that you can pull out with your choir to really help them improve and grow as musicians. Whether that's different rhythm challenges, whether that's intervals, whatever the case is. And so many different styles of music as well. So I encourage you to go over to easychoirmusic.com, check out all the resources that are there, and purchase a piece. The great, the easiest, greatest part of it is that you go and buy a PDF file and you have permission to make as many copies as you need forever. So it's a huge, easy budget structure. Did I mention it's easy? Good. All right, so today we're going to talk about some goal settings. Now I know this is probably timing-wise a little bit of an interesting way to look at it because, well, this is the second week of February, and really, goals for most of us were a thought, or at least in the forefront of our mind, um, if we call them resolutions, right? At uh, New Year's. So maybe I'm about six weeks behind, or maybe not, because really, we can set goals anytime. And I think the more we break down those goals into bite-sized things, the better off we're going to be. Goals can be hard, but they're essential. And really, whether or not we're intentionally creating goals, we make them, or maybe we don't make them and we struggle. Or maybe we struggle to make our goals and create them in a way that um, is beneficial, is something that we can actually get to finishing and get to creating. And we're gonna we're gonna dive into that a little bit. So the acronym that probably most of us have heard um, is SMART goals, and I think that that framework really helps to keep us accountable helps to keep us focused. And so those SMART goals, it's specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. So when we're talking about goals for the next year to, to three to five years for your music ministry, what kind of SMART goals would you want to create? Ultimately, that's the first question, right? And for many of us in our churches, we just are focused on surviving, right? Yeah, like I said, it's the second week of February and coming up in about another two weeks is Lent and surviving is important. But when we look up just a little bit from surviving and look toward a longer range picture or a longer range plan, now everything else has importance and it's not just about surviving it's about getting to a point 
right? None of us, hopefully, get in our car and just aimlessly drive somewhere. That's a waste of gas. That's a waste of time. We have a destination that we're going to. Whether we're going to the grocery store, we're going to the movie theater, we're going to church, whatever the case is, we're going somewhere. And when we make goals for our ministries, as those of us who are in positions of leadership, this helps us to have a destination, to have a direction to go outside of just surviving. So we're going to unpack each one of these different things um, in, in how we would apply that to music ministry in the church. So the first one, specific. It's pretty self-explanatory. You want to be specific in your goal setting. Not just, I want to have more people in my choir. I've done that. I've made that as a goal. And guess what? I didn't really have anybody because I wasn't specific. So maybe it is in one year, we're going to add one new singer per voice part. That's specific. And I, I think a lot of times we struggle with that just because, well, I just don't know what could happen. And, and I don't want to put parameters on God. Well, no, but if you don't put anything out there, then you're just wandering aimlessly. Back to that whole driving analogy again. So specifically come up with what it is that you're looking at. What is your specific goal? Is it to start a handbell choir? or start another handbell choir, or start a smaller ensemble for children, or whatever the case is. Specifically lay that out, what that is. Then the measurable, right? So how are you going to measure that goal? That's a little bit more nebulous and a little bit more of a challenge when it comes to music ministry, but it still can be, right? So let's say... For example, you're, you're really wanting to dive into a specific, specific goal, which is I want my choir to be able to sing the dotted quarter to eighth rhythms with excellent accuracy. That's a specific goal. So how do you get there? Well, the measurable part is, well, how are we doing, right? So that's the, the check-in along the way, the measurables. So again, you can't just say, I'm going to nebulously have more people singing because you can't really, you can, but you can't specifically measure that, right? I'm going to have more people. Well, okay, what what is that? How are you measuring that? Okay, so it's got to be something that is quantifiable, right? So it's something that you can measure, some kind of metric that you can put on it to say, how am I doing? Have I hit this point? Have I hit this point? Attainable. Um, this could be, you know, something like if your goal is my choir is going to sing the Hallelujah Chorus by Christmas. Great goal. Great goal. How, how attainable is that if your choir is only six people? Um, <laughs> that might be a little bit more complicated and you may have to set a few other goals first to get there. So attainable, just is this realistic? And I'm going to come back to that one in a little bit because I think there's 
there's a lot that happens with our goals that that this is the spot where we um, where we kind of trip up along the way. We we can do great with specifics. We can do great with measuring, but the attainable part, the reality of it, um, might be a little bit hard. Okay, the R in the smart is relevant. Is this something that is relevant to what you're doing, or is this something that's kind of pulling you off in a nebulous direction? Okay, that one kind of makes sense as well. Time bound. That in a certain period of time, not just, well, I'd like to have more people in my choir. <laughs> Great, we all would. <laughs> but it's that time bound. So in six months, in a year, in three months, by the next month, those are what we need to do with our goals. And that's the second part where I think we, we trip up on. So in... In reading uh, John Acuff's books, I absolutely love his writing. Um, in his book, Finish, um, he talks about taking your goals or taking your, your whatever you're, you're going toward and breaking them up into smaller chunks. So the, the specific thing he had talked about was, was an example like weight loss, right? If you say... Okay, I'm going to lose 30 pounds in the course of six months. That's huge, right? And a lot of times what happens is if we're thinking short term, we have a bad day and all of a sudden we just decide to throw it all away, right? Um, we don't make the best eating choices, whatnot, or don't exercise and all of a sudden, oh, I'm horrible, I'm done. Talks about breaking it into smaller chunks. So even in a sense, it's micro goals. So your macro is, I want in six months to lose 30 pounds. And then your micro goal is, this month I need to lose five pounds. You know, where it's a bite-sized thing. But then, the, the great part about this, and I really encourage you to read Finish. It's a great book. But he talks about then setting your goal lower than what you think you should. Why? Well, if you think you need to lose 30 pounds, cut it in half and say 15, right? Because now it's a little bit easier. And if you get ahead of your goal, now you feel like you're really doing great. It's kind of a, a little bit of a mental gymnastics thing, but it really works well. And I think for us in the church, as we as we make our goals, as we plan, yes, we, we have things that are a little bit more interesting right because um, we deal with individual schedules and so that's not always an easy thing for them to commit to so so things might be in flux right but if we're working toward a direction and we set a goal and we lay it out and we make it measurable we make it attainable and realistic we are putting a time frame on it and we go through it and maybe we don't quite get there that's okay because you went to that place, right? So maybe instead of getting four new singers, you got two. Well, great, but that's a start. You you didn't lose two, so you have to think about it in that way. But I think that as we're setting those goals, it's really important for us to be focused not only on what the end result is, because... We, we do things in the church world and in the ministry world a lot different than in the uh, 
corporate world, which is we're thinking in a longer term, right? While yes, it would look great to have 10 new singers this year in your choir or starting a new group or whatever the case may be, that may be a longer term goal, but you're laying the groundwork for that. You're starting to build to that point. This is the thing, right? And this is how it works in ministry, that we're, we're working on something. And that's, again, going back to what I said at the beginning, if we don't make those goals, we just kind of wander aimlessly. We don't always have that direction, that focus, that motivation. Trust me, I've done it for 17 years. I've been a, a church musician, and there have been times when I've done great at making goals, and things have gone really well. And then there are times where I'm just overwhelmed and I don't make goals and it just seems to cycle and build on itself. While yes, it seems like it's more work to sit down and take an afternoon and brainstorm some ideas and talk to other people about their ideas, because that's the other thing you have to have buy-in on these goals. These cannot just be you saying, I have gone up to the mountain and I have talked with God, and now these are the things I'm edicting to you. No. You have to get ownership and buy-in from those involved in your music ministry, from your pastors, from your leadership. All of those things are important. And so then, when you get everybody on board and that goal is met, there's an opportunity for everybody to celebrate and to rejoice. But it's about communicating those goals. It's about communicating with those in your ministry of where you, where you want to go, where they want to go, and how do we get there, and to those in your leadership, those your pastors, uh, all of them, to say, how are we getting there? These things help to give you a focus and direction. And so I would encourage you, like I said, we're, we're a couple weeks out from Ash Wednesday and from the beginning of Lent. I think it would be great for you because the other thing is too, making making goals that are shorter term, right? Not just a year out, but start with six weeks because that's how long Lent is. In these six weeks, I'm going to, right? Um, that can be a great way to start. And maybe you just pick one thing. This is my one goal, my one focus for Lent. And of course, yes, <laughs> my gut reaction would be survive. Well, yes, but <laughs> pick one thing, whether that's um, musically for yourself, for your choirs, for your groups that you're working with, a direction for the ministry, whatever the case is. This can be a great opportunity to start trying out setting goals. As I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I would so encourage you to go to easychoirmusic.com. Uh, my choir is singing uh, Darian Krim's Create in Me uh, for Ash Wednesday in two weeks. And it is such a beautiful, beautiful piece. Um, it just sings itself. It is so wonderful. I highly encourage you to go over the website and check out that piece. Um, but check out all the other pieces, whether it's there's some Palm Sunday pieces, there's Easter, there's general music, there's school music, whatever your needs are, they're there.
So finally, what about setting personal goals or family goals in connection with your ministry goals? I think all of them are so important, really, because what we do goes hand in hand at home with what we do in ministry. Because ultimately, our primary ministry is to our family before anything else. If And if we're not taking care of ourselves physically, mentally, and spiritually, we can't help anybody else. So I think setting personal goals, setting goals as a family are so essential. And it's the same concept as what I talked about earlier for your ministry goals. Pick one. Start there. Don't try to pick 20. Because I think that's the other thing we try to do is we try to find, I need to change this, 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 and this. And we try to do them all at once. And we're overwhelmed. And then, and it's human nature, like I said with, with Johnny Cuff's book, that when we, when we feel like we're starting to slack off, whether it's real or perceived, we just up and quit. Which doesn't make any sense, but it's what we do, right? I mean, you think about all of the New Year's resolutions. How many are you still following if you made a New Year's resolution? Probably none for most of us, right? Because we lose sight of it. It's, it's not a big focus. So for us, it's it's those kind of things. And, and whether that's writing it down, whether it's putting it up on a whiteboard in your house, whatever the case is, make it visible. You know, this is our goal as a family. This is my goal for myself. Whatever the case is, keep it in front of you. Keep it as a focus. Same thing for your music ministry. Keep that in front of everybody. These, this is our goal. This is what we're doing. This is how we're going to get there. In my congregation, we're in the process of, of really taking a pretty good-sized step in um, focusing in on improving our social media. And one of the interesting things, we've got a, a consultant who's actually a member um, that we're working with, and she came in and met with us last week, and um, she laid out this whole thing of this is what we're going to do, this, 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 and this. And it was really interesting to think about it in that term of goal setting. Of really, this is this is what we need to do, right? Just laying out a plan, whether it's for personal goals, whether it's for ministry goals. Once you have that in mind, write out these steps to get there. This is what we're going to do first. This is why we're doing it. This is how we get there. You know, and I think that also helps just to keep you focused keeping you accountable and keeping you on task. So I'd love to hear your feedback on trying out the goal setting. Whether you're a regular goal setter or not, um, feel free to email me at harmonymusic, H-A-R-M-A-N-N-Y music at yahoo.com. I'm working on some resources coming up, um, hopefully in about two weeks, the beginning of Lent. I should have my Lenten ebook devotion of uh, devotions on Lenten hymns and songs. Um, that should be completed and ready to share. So keep an eye out for that. Also, the Lenten worship planning resource should be available within the next week. 
Um, so all kinds of great things. So go over to www.churchmusicmakers.com. Sign up for the email list just because Facebook and its algorithms sometimes do some funky things. And also join the Facebook group. Um, I have a private Facebook group just for church music makers. Uh, right now there's about 620 some people in there. Um, and feel free to join and share about what you're doing, share questions that you have. Um, it's the whole opportunity and the, the heart that I have for this with church music makers, um, especially with the podcast, is an opportunity to give encouragement. What we do in serving in church music is busy, is exhausting, is tiring, and sometimes feels like you're all alone. And the reality is you're not. And so that's why I want to be putting out this podcast, putting out blog posts, whatever the case is, giving you reminders that you are not alone. Not only is God with you, but you have other people that are supporting you and praying for you. And speaking of that, let's close. As we close every episode, we close in prayer. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to set goals. And we know that if we set goals apart from you, they're going to be worthless. So first I pray that we seek you in our goal setting. Because what we do is we aren't doing this for our glory, but it's for your glory. It's to connect people with you giving them an opportunity to use their gifts, their talents, their abilities to worship you, to praise you, because that's what you've created us to do. And so I pray that as we set goals, whether it's for ourselves or for our ministries, that you would give us encouragement, that you would give us uh, wisdom, that you would give us what we need to make these goals uh, attainable, realistic, and are ones that grow the kingdom. As we follow your call to connect other people to you, to love you and love one another with all of our heart, soul, mind, and spirit. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.